So a few years ago, a senior focused his final thoughts on this idea of take Kayapa seriously for the sake of Georgetown. Um, and this impacted me greatly, so now I want to pass it on to you guys while also recognizing some of the current seniors who I think have demonstrated this really well. Um, so take Kayapa seriously, meaning to be committed, to be invested in the people around you. Something that is done well is going to be costly and it is going to be inconvenient. Juwan, thank you for giving up your time and obediently picking up a guitar a countless amount of times to lead us to God, whether it's in St. Williams, here, or my apartment. Um, Anastasia, thank you for bringing Captain Kaiapha to us from across the pond and setting aside your comfort to make Ville D202 exactly the kind of place I envisioned a year ago. And Liz, thank you for going in hospitality alongside me, for learning to cook for our life group, organizing game nights, and meeting our friends on so many adventures throughout DC. The second part of what that senior said, for the sake of Georgetown, meaning to allow this space and these people to better teach and encourage you to go out and reflect God to those in your classes, in your clubs, and in your dorms. So William, thank you for taking random guys I pushed your way under your wing without hesitation because I thought they needed discipleship and a Christian brother. And Caroline, thank you for pulling our Christian ministries together on this campus to stand together and witnessing on our campus. I want to share a story with you guys. Um, in high school, I wasn't really involved in my school's young life group. Um, the senior year, I started going a little more, but not enough to really be part of the community. Um, but weirdly enough, I ended up going to their last meeting. So if you're here for the first time, it's your last meeting. You're not alone. Um, but yeah, it was the last meeting where the other classmen had a chance to refer to the seniors who were leaving. Um, and over and over, I saw the face of God and what he did uh, in that group of my peers. He used my classmates, especially those who are also graduating, um, to become his hands and feet at my school. Um, they serve self-sacrificially, allowing only words of kindness to pour from their lips and display the Lord's love. And hearing the other classmen affirm the other seniors, I was overwhelmed with awe and wonder at the beauty of the community um, centered on Christ. But I was also sad, because that wasn't a community I was really a part of. It wasn't one I intentionally sought out. And then I prayed for the Lord to have that for me in college, and he surely did not disappoint with all of you in this room, whether you've already graduated or if you're still here for a little longer. So thank you for showing me what it looks like to be the body of Christ, fully embracing me within that and enabling me to go out and create that for others. I pray that for your next one, two, or three years, you'll continuously and self-sacrificially come before God to take Kyle seriously for the sake of this semester, our uh, life group has been going through the uh, book of Isaiah, which at times has been kind of a grind. It's 66 chapters or something, and some of them are just are not, not really exciting. But um, <laughs> we have learned a lot. Um, I've learned a lot from the guys, and I've learned a lot from reading it. Um, and one of the most striking things that I've read in Isaiah is just how much that the world of 2,000 years ago and Judah and Jerusalem parallels the world that we live in today. Um, the indictments of Judah and their leaders as just being, as being um, 
uh, adulterous, as being hypocrites, as being greedy, is, is something that, that we see all the time today in our leaders and religious all over the place. And at first I thought that this is, it's kind of depressing, you know. It's been 2,000 years and like we haven't even fixed these problems. Um, why haven't we improved at all? But I think there's, there's kind of a silver lining to this. And what it is is that um, where all these problems lie in Judah also lies God. And I think Isaiah clearly says that despite all the problems and all the sins that um, the people of Judah are displaying, that, that God's there and he wants to be there for them. And um, the way I've kind of thought about this in terms of my final thoughts is that um, when we come to college, it's, and when we're leaving, the seniors are about to leave, it's a total change of scenery. I think when you come here as a freshman, it's, everything looks different. But um, I think some things stay constant. And unfortunately, some of those things are like sins, sins and greed and the problems that um, we see that are going to exist wherever we came from and they're going to exist wherever we go. But I think the, the reassuring part of that is that God is also there wherever we're going to go. Um, so as, as we kind of, as I guess this is just more reassuring for myself, but as, as we move on, I think it's good to know that wherever we go and wherever like you're coming from before you came here, I think you can just like take this template that we've all experienced of a life group of just like learning about God through other people and we can build that if it doesn't exist somewhere else or we can join some of those groups yeah. wherever we find ourselves. And I find that I find that personally reassuring. And I don't think it's to say that that we're not going to miss a lot of the things and I'm not going to miss a lot of the things about Monday night life groups um, prepping with David Kicking Wilson's butt and smash. Just all the, the usual Monday night activities. But um, I, think, I think the thing that's good is that, that that's not, that's not going to go away. I'll always be able to kick someone's butt and smash wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So, but I think on a more serious note is that what I, I'm, I've taken away from, from, just, from being in a life group, from, from leading a life group, is just the constancy of, of this this template of just learning about God through through living life with other people. And I think that's that's really been the biggest blessing of Chi Alpha. And um, I think it will be wherever we go and wherever we came from. Mm-hmm. Thanks.
For me, it's super important not to let my faith be too small, confined to where it's safe. I believe God is so big and vast and powerful that he wants us to be challenged, to live where we're uncomfortable, where our faith um, constantly has to grow in order to, to survive, to truly have to rely on him. Um, I've learned it's okay. I've learned it's okay to have doubts, to have questions. These challenges help us to grow into a more mature faith. Um, we can and should grapple with these questions individually through reflection and meditation. However, having people to reflect with and to grapple with these questions um, in community is equally essential. Various people in Chi Alpha and other campus ministries have provided such a space for this growth. I want to thank people in this Chi Alpha community for inspiring me with their love, for their sacrifice, for their selflessness, and just being true examples of uh, what Christ on earth really can look like. Um, so many of you have, yeah, have inspired me to, to be a better person, but then to take my own faith uh, more seriously and to search out um, challenge and ways I can grow my faith. Um, so thank you for being a community that I can lead on uh, while growing. Um, as I close, I want to encourage us all to continually seek spiritual growth, to make our faith personal, to make it ours. We can keep our faith alive, vibrant, and growing by seeking Jesus in all things and by challenging ourselves to have God-sized dreams. As John Ortberg asserts in his book, literally with this title, if you want to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat.
Um, or maybe it began when I ruthlessly climbed up the ladder to the position of name tag writer at Open Table soon after, which point I reached um, the point of being able to write um, pickup lines on Will's name tag. Am I the Will of God for your life? Will, you take a chance on me? I think it's safe to say that my relationship with XA was solidified when I had one of the most meaningful conversations ever during my time at Georgetown with Caroline at Leo's during my sophomore year. Or maybe um, it was definitely solidified when I roamed with some of the most beautiful girls on campus, Bianca, Taryn, and Marissa. Or maybe it was solidified when I looked on with hope and faith as I witnessed Tim, Victor, and Beatrice get baptized at Fall Retreat. If you ask me to DTR my relationship with Kyle, I would probably say that we were for sure, for sure Facebook official when I slept, ate, worshipped, did homework, slept some more at Williams Shopping. Or um, maybe I could DTR the relationship because of the spiritual squabble I recently had with Javon over Nicki Minaj and true worship. <laughs> Brilliant car rides I have had with the porters on the way to fall retreat, relishing the beautiful stories that they so generously share with me and with many of you guys. Or because of the triangle sistership, sisterhood I have shared with Maddie and Jesse, initiated during late night, hangs in Maddie's dorm, carried on overseas with adventures in Jordan and adventures to Georgetown Cupcakes. Or maybe I could DTR the relationship because of the countless hugs and laughs that I have been so blessed from. Uh, for people like Anastasia, Kai, Aaron, Autumn, and Olivia. To be honest, the chronology of this relationship is messy. There have been highs and lows. I cannot for sure pinpoint where, how, and when it began, but I can look back and see a masterpiece of grace. I am so humbled, I really am, that God would grace me with the opportunity to learn tenacity, perseverance, humility, real love, and compassion from this group of people. You have taught me so, so much. Each of you are walking, living, breathing examples of God's heart. Thank you um, for being there for me every step of the way during my four years here, especially during the times that I was not there for you. You have defined what it means to be community, and then you have surpassed your own definition of what it means. I am really constantly amazed at how you exceed your own standards, or the standards um, of excellence in being the hands and feet of Jesus. So thank you for teaching me that. Thank you for modeling that. Um, you just keep getting better and better and better. My prayer for you is that you keep on keeping on. That you don't look too far to the right or to the left, but instead keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and your heart fixed in this community. And that you allow yourselves to be filled by our Father so that he can use you to fill others in, in Georgetown and in the wider D.C. area. Some of us are, part to, are about to depart and head out in different directions, but I know this much is true. And in the same way, I cannot pinpoint when it began, how it began. I hope and pray that I will never be able to pinpoint when it ends. So, here's to many more years of growing together and loving together. I love you all. You will be in my thoughts and prayers next year. Thank you.
Well, this came along pretty quick. Um, I, can't, I can't express really with words how blessed I feel to have been a part of this community for the past four years. Um, like I said, you just find yourself showing up and talking to Bonnie about how cool it is that twins are now on campus and how we have to be part of Pi Alpha. <laughs> and then you find yourself here giving final thoughts as if you just closed your eyes and blink. Um, so first of all, if I don't make anything clear, thank you all so much for the role you played in my uh, life here at Georgetown. Now, when I was thinking about my final thoughts, I was thinking about something I've been doing this year, which is collecting every name tag from every time here so that they don't go unnoticed. Um, but it made me realize that the value of our community is not just showing up and checking in, right? It's about more than that. Um, it's about finding God through one another. And I was trying to come up with some way to understand how this works. So I came up with an analogy. <laughs> but I hope you like conception, because I'm the subject of this analogy, and y'all are also a part of it. So let's go. Um, so today, the analogy is going to be about learning to make an analogy based upon my own experiences with you all. So, the key to this and the key to understanding community is understanding the role that you play in that community. What do I mean by that? For those of you who haven't heard of this before, um, there's a little something, uh, a little phrase that I like, which is find a Timothy, or excuse me, find a Paul, be a Barnabas, and uh, teach a Timothy. So what does it mean to find a Paul, to be a Barnabas, and to teach a Timothy? Well, it tells you a lot about making a good analogy, so let's go. Um, <laughs> finding a Paul. When I first got here, I wasn't very committed to Chi Alpha. I'd show up to open table every so often, but I wasn't really a part of a life group. And yet, there was one individual in this room who never gave up on me. That would be Barrett right here. Every single week, he would text me, yo man, you coming to life group? I had never been to this life group before. <laughs> and yet my presence was expected. <laughs> so eventually, the next semester I decided to come, and that really began the intensification of my own faith and the start of my process to becoming a leader in Kyle for myself. But what I had to learn first was to not give up on the people that I'm trying to serve. And Barrett talking that, so thank you. Um, now after that experience, it came time to decide what does it mean to be a Barnabas? And I found that with my brother Juwan, as we led together for three years and learned from one another what it meant to follow Christ. And yet we didn't do that alone, we did that in partnership with our life group. And those guys, those guys were our Timothys, who we had the opportunity to teach and to share life with. Now, the importance of all of this is if you want to make a good analogy, you have to know, one, what you're making the analogy about, and you have to learn that from your Paul. Two, you have to understand that for yourself, and you understand that through your relationship with your Barnabas. And three, you have to have someone to share that analogy with, and those are your Timothys. So, if I can leave you with anything, 
I hope that you've perhaps learned a little bit about how to make a good analogy. And I hope that going on from here, you'll be able to, one, find God for yourself, and two, find God in the people around you. So thanks so much.
Um, and so I started out by being like, oh, I'm from Lubbock, so we're kind of isolated and growing up in one church. But I think all of us, no matter where we're from, still grow from being in a community with people that uh, all are different, all bring in different life perspectives, different backgrounds. And I think that's one of the really valuable things and things that's impacted me about being in this community uh, and something that uh, I think is very unique about a community where uh, so many people are coming together from so many different places and walks of life. Uh, and so just thank you and just like an encouragement to always be like open to listening to other people uh, and kind of understand other perspectives as you walk in life with people in life groups. Feel like they're, they belong here or that they're enough. 
I say half-jokingly all the time that I'm trash or literal garbage. <laughs> and the thing is, self-deprecation is not humility. Saying I'm a wreck is basically spitting in God's face for all the work he put into creating me and continues to put into sustaining me. Instead of distracting people with my insecurities, I should be pointing them to the God who enables me to wake up, make it out of bed, and attend classes at one of the most prestigious, while problematic, institutions. <laughs> when it comes to worries, I'm not all around what other people think of me. Am I smart enough, accomplished enough, black enough? The answer is probably not. I will never be enough for other people because human standards are way harder to meet than God's. He knew we would never be able to reach perfection, which is why he sent Jesus. But somehow we still think we can do everything right all the time and expect that from others too. We really want it. But when I start to feel anxious that I didn't do enough, whether that was on a paper or during my entire free time at Georgetown, I remind myself that I didn't do anything to deserve Jesus' love either, and he's still there for me. Success is not a consulting job or a 4.0 GPA or even a 3.7. It's resting in God's plan and knowing that his glory is the best thing to be working for. There have been times when I sobbed on the ICC bathroom floor, desperate to catch my breath, panicking that I would forget how to do it again. In moments of social anxiety, where I wanted to tear through my skin, or times in class, sorry y'all, where my brain was bombarding me with thoughts of worthlessness. I was completely unaware of God's truth. Even now, as I write this in Lao, tears trickle down my face and glint with shame every time someone passes by. The importance of community is that when you forget in your head what your heart already knows, there are people like Anastasia and Elizabeth and Jesse and Bianca and countless others there to remind you. I really, I wrote at the top of the paper, do not cry. <laughs> I hope you will all allow God to bless you through Kai Alpha the way he has for me. To close with the perfectly applicable verse that happened to be in the Bible app today. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Colossians 3.17. So um, get ready for about 30 seconds of self-deprecation, because I didn't have time to rewrite my uh, speech. <laughs> I have been dreading this for about four years now. I remember watching Final Thoughts and thinking, wow, these seniors are so old and wise and their advice is so useful to me, but also I'm going to hate this when I'm a senior. <laughs> um, I was not wrong. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> That's not so much. Um, I feel like I'm kind of having a little bit of a Jonah experience right now where I was like, I don't want to, it's scary. And God was like, you silly goose, you're not getting out of this. <laughs> Um, but the reason why I think I need to speak tonight is because it would be incredibly selfish of me to take as much as I have from this community to witness God move in the ways that he has and to not shout those wins. Um, the truth is that this community and every single individual in this room has performed miracles in the name of Jesus that you may or may not be aware of. 
so I'm here to tell you about just a few of the miracles that I've seen God do through you. So that in those moments of doubt, when you're thinking that college is just preparation for real life and that what you do here doesn't really matter in the same way that what you do later on in life will, that in those moments you can remember the work that God has already done through you um, and allow him to continue doing it. Um, so first I want to tell a story. I, uh, I once knew a freshman who arrived here on campus she was filled with fear, having just left an environment of violence. You picked her up, you enveloped her in your arms, and you showed her what safety and trust felt like. You showed her that strength isn't derived from making others feel weak. And she now knows what family is, because you showed her. And that's a miracle. I also knew a freshman who, uh, after a close family member attempted suicide over Christmas break, she was only able to bring herself to send one text. And she didn't send that text to any of her friends back home that she'd known for a long time. She texted her life group, GroupMe, because she knew that you would support her in a deeper, truer way than anyone else could, even though she'd only known you for a few months. And man, you guys delivered. So that's a miracle. <laughs> uh, I knew a Kai Alvin that had to take leave from Georgetown. And she was worried that she would lose the friendships that she left behind. You sent multiple care packages, letters, late night phone calls, and five separate friends from Kai Alpha traveled halfway across the country to see her. And that's not worldly friendship, that's otherworldly friendship, and that's a miracle of godly community. Yeah. Uh, and I know a senior that despite the uncertainty of graduation, she knows that she isn't alone because she's seen the way that God has cared for her through tough times, using his hands and feet on earth, you guys. That confidence in God's love is miraculous. So I think I said nearly everything that I wanted to say tonight, but I have one final thing to say. Um, God can and has used you for his glory, and he will continue to do so. I only ask that you be open to that call and continue to allow God to move through you in the way that he already has. Uh, and finally, and I hope you let this sink in because I mean it with all the sincerity that I can possibly put into these words. Uh, thank you.
Um, so I just want to invite you all uh, to stand uh, as you as you're able and <laughs> God, we thank you for this community. We thank you for the stories we've been able to hear the last couple of weeks. God, the life change that has happened on this campus and through these people, God. But we thank you most of all for you. God, these stories we've heard, they wouldn't have happened in another context where you weren't there. They're all testaments of your faithfulness, of your love and your grace for each of us. I pray that as we go forward, whether we're leaving campus or whether we're staying longer, God, that we would continue to seek out community, God, that we would seek your face in the faces of those around us. God, that we would dig deeper, even when it costs us, even when it's challenging. That we wouldn't be afraid to pour in, because we know that this is exactly where we're going to meet you. Thank you for 